0: Last time on Almost Heroes,
1: we picked up attempting to reach the entrance of the Evan Depths to reunite with Dozer and Scraps. On our way, a powerful wail of agony rumbled through the tunnels, causing an earthquake that collapsed the tunnel to the entrance and seemingly trapping us inside the depths. Sensing a shimmer of magic in the air, Randrum cast Detect Magic, discovering that the entire room was cloaked in illusion magic. Now able to see past the facade, we discovered that the entire compound was actually a temple to Torog, and painted across the walls in blood were the same red hand symbols that had appeared in Tintown. Deciding the path across the water was too dangerous, we traveled back down the tunnel where we had met Doc and continued further discovering Doc's laboratory workshop. The laboratory had been built for a combination of artificing and necromancy, and seemed to have been used to create some sort of monstrous armored golem as well as an attempt at some sort of brain containment device. After successfully taking a long rest, we continued down the tunnel, discovering a wall and a door covered in spikes. Udak revealed that this door led to the private quarters of the last remaining brother, Alton One-Eye. After discovering the floor was trapped, Glenn was able to open the door but narrowly escaped death in the form of a powerful necromantic trap. Once inside, the humble bedroom, Rangrim found a small journal belonging to Alton. Recounted the life of the three brothers, Willy, Doc, and Alton, as servants of Torog. Their entrapment within this temple when Torog fell, and the desperate experiments of Doc on himself and his brothers to keep them alive, in one form or another. After turning over the entire room in frustration, Rangrim went to leave and was confronted again by the form of the spectral mind flayer that had given him the symbol on his hand. And that is where we left off.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much, Bobby. And with that, that brings us to episode twenty-seven, One Eye. So we pick up with the Almost Heroes leaving Alten's Chambers, and Rangram coming face to face with a spectral mind flayer. It's amazing what mortals will sacrifice. For a bit of power, isn't that right, Rangrim? A
2: sacrifice, nothing. You liar! And Rangrim is gonna just into pull up his hammer, and he's running full tilt at this spectral figure to just try and hit him directly in the face.
0: Okay, I need for you to make a Constitution saving. Wonderful.
2: What could go
3: wrong, right?
0: We can't see the spectral form, right? No, no. So he's just yelling
3: and running. (laughs)
2: So uh, I rolled a two, so that would be a five. I it's mean, an, uh, it's sorry, a, a seven. You yeah, get plus um, four for me. So Oh, I do, so take... that, that actually makes it an 11.
0: Oh, uh, well, that totally still does not save. Um, cool. Rangram, you take you grab your, your hammer and take about one step forward, and the spectral figure puts their hand up, and the eye symbol on their own hand uh, that shines in this bright color uh, that matches same as yours. And holds it up, and you just freeze in place, completely frozen, like this. uh, Step one, step forward, which I will say is probably a good thing because there were about six or seven different uh, tiles there that would have activated uh, with spike traps from behind you. If oh yeah, Gling got messed up by some uh, fun traps, so so uh, uh, that that when he ran through, (laughs) true, uh, fair. Um, But yeah, so you 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 take about one step and uh, are frozen in place with your hand, your hammer still up in the air. So. what does Cosmo and Glenn do when they see this?
1: R- Rangrim, uh, you okay? You seem a little stiff.
0: <laughs> uh, Rangrim, you can still... Yeah, will be sp- fine.
3: He's just standing there. Uh, guys.
1: Help. Uh, Cosmo just, like, moves up to him, and he's, like, he's got his act, his, like, uh, his mace out or something, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just, look, I mean, do you just want to put this down? Like, you just... How can I help Um, you, mate?
0: So, Cosmo, the second that you put your hands on Rangrim, uh, you can see the spectral form of the Mind Flayer standing in front of you as well at the end of the hallway. Oh. Uh, Yeah, that.
1: That. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Right. Well, then, uh, I guess it's time, right? And uh, Cosmo just pulls out his uh, weapons. He's like, well... You must be the one that's uh, been messing with me friend here.
0: Well, his daughter has been a useful tool in achieving our goals.
1: You're the only tool in this
0: room. <laughs> you seem, you seem familiar, young dwarf. Who are you guys talking to? <laughs> you seem familiar, young dwarf. I believe I've met your father in the past.
1: I uh, wouldn't do that if I was you. And you just see Cosmo's hammer just start to g- glitter with electricity.
0: Well, it seems that he got what was coming to him in the end anyway. Grim? Uh, yeah, still... I-, I am going anywhere, obviously. To a constitution saving throw, Grim.
3: Yeah, guys, it was like nothing in here it's just a bunch of paperwork
0: it's like Agile a weird 20. room uh yes so Rangrim, you um whether it was from the anger or uh, reaction to what he said about regalia uh or just your anger of being able to not being able to move uh you are able to fight through this it seems like the uh the hand symbol in cosmo you would see this like his hand symbol that's holding his hammer the the symbol of the eye that's going red hot on his hand it kind of like flickers and fades and as that fades Rangrim, you feel yourself continuing to be able to move forward what do you do
2: hey y'all right at the spectral figure I'll show you the price of my power as i just continue to try and hammer down that one attack
0: okay um are you running straight across the floor
2: yes i have okay. no idea the trap arrangement at this point so i need
0: yes i need two dexterity saving throws from you
2: Oh, I grand, think it was. Rangram's very bad at those. You, you, uh, you got that's me. That's a tw- that's a twelve. Okay,
1: plus four.
0: Then that's a, a seven. Okay, so a sixteen and an eleven. Okay, so you only you only activate one of them. Oh, good. Uh, so, um, you get basically porcupined in the back as this wall shoots from like a higher place and just. Uh, these spines like one of them misses you and kind of pings across the floor and uh, ricochets out into the hallway but the other one just kind of like you see this uh, Cosmo these like maybe three spines just kind of shoot from behind Rangrim and just kind of pelt him and are sticking straight out of his back um, as he runs and charges the spectral form Uh, roll your attack Rangrim you take six damage by the way
2: ouch so that would be a 17 I'm sorry Hold
0: on. Let me. Uh, I
2: haven't made a regular melee attack in a while. That's a sixteen.
0: Okay. Um, I assume that your weapon is not magical. Did you enchant it today?
2: Um, I did not. So technically, it is not magical for the purposes of overcoming resistance.
0: So you swing this. Uh, you swing this, and you hit true. Like, but there is no resistance as you basically barrel straight through the spectral figure. And end up on the other side of them. About right here. What are you guys yelling about? Uh, uh, Glenn, this might
1: sound weird, but, uh... Come, uh, come touch me shoulder.
3: Uh, not if you paid me. Just kidding, man. I'll run up behind him and just pat him on the back. What's up, bud? While they're uh, doing
2: that, Rangrum is still just, like, aggravated and, like, thrashing through the spectral figure trying with all of his might to hit it.
3: What's uh, wrong with that guy?
2: Yeah, you- so to Glenn, Rainbrew's just swinging the
0: <laughs> I exist only by the grace of our shared benefactor now. Neither alive nor dead. More of memory given form.
2: That explains nothing to me as he's like still trying to just
1: smash it. Can, can, you, uh, can you see the mind flayer, uh, Glenn?
0: Yes, you can see the mind flare. Yes, I can see the mind flare. <laughs> right. Well, uh, shoot it. Happily. Is it my turn? We're we doing turns? Yeah, I, yeah I sure. Go for it. take Everyone. a shot at him. Everyone gets a shot. And you get a shot. <laughs> and you get a shot. And you get a shot. Is he engaged since he's talking shit to Rand uh, he's technically looking at both of you. So uh, he's not engaged because Rangrim is just swinging from behind <laughs> trying to hit this <laughs> form that him. he can't hit. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, it's an 11 to hit. Uh, nope. It doesn't hit. That does not. That shoots uh, way wide um, and barely misses Rangrim on the other side of him who's angrily swinging through him. Oh, I many. did my best. Good luck, Rangrim. <laughs> There were many more of us once, decades ago. But your father saw to that young dwarf. Not that I blame him. I suppose. Uh, Cosmos just like points his hammer at him, and
1: he just says, "You shut your mouth!" And uh, he has to make me a wisdom saving throw.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. go. Whoo! Eighteen plus three is twenty-one. Now that'll do it. Actually, might even have better.
1: Oh, plus six. <laughs> right, well, you tried. Can't blame him. Close it. One. And uh, Cosmo is just gonna run at him now, like straight across in the same path as okay. uh, Rangrim did.
0: Okay, give me two dexterity saving throws. Oh wait, don't forget about.
1: That is a dexterity saving throw. Is gonna be a sixteen and a sixteen.
0: Okay, uh, both of those do make it just narrowly. Um, you are running across these tiles and are lucky that Rangrim already activated them before you. Uh, you happen to step on the same two as you're bounding across these things. Maybe it's the similar length and legs. Who knows? <laughs>
1: Who knows? And uh, Cosmo with just this electrifying war pick is just going to come swing up on this uh, Mind flare. Yeah. an attack. So that's going to be a 30-20... And a uh, dirty
0: 24. Uh, Believe it or not, both those are going to hit.
1: Is he undead or fiend? Uh, No. Okay, all right. He takes 36 points of damage.
0: Wow. Uh, Yes, so uh, you hit them with this attack, and it does something that I don't think you've seen ever before. It's not how ghosts react. It's not how any kind of creature reacts, you hit through this form and you, it only feels like half resistance. You kind of go through it like almost like water and you get to the other side of this with your hits and the form is still there, but it's like the parts that you hit with your hammer and came through have been like, it's just completely erased. They're completely transparent at that point. Um, So the form is still standing there and there's now a big swath of, there's no form there anymore.
1: What is your purpose, Muck?
0: You feel a probe going into your mind, Cosmo, and it's a similar feeling to one that you felt before when you've been incapacitated by this same Mind Flayer without knowing that it was the same Mind Flayer. But you feel it now. Um, there, you can feel like a force kind of not just you in your own mind. Stoneheart. Yes, that was the name. You destroyed our colony of Mind Flayers and put myself in this sorry state. And as he's saying this, Cosmo, you're flashing back. You're flashing back to the memory that you had when you were fighting down in the tunnels of another fight down the tunnels where a multitude of dwarves were fighting these burrowing creatures and you see this mind player walking out of the dark, lifting its hand with this symbol of the eye on it. And then you see your father, this memory or whatever it is of of that occurrence, looking over to the side, seeing a pile of blasting powder and lighting it and blowing the the entire tunnel apart and you are going through this again it kind of washes over you uh, and you feel kind of just like this complete like mental drain Um, but as I said he got his in the end didn't he
1: well at least he took out as many of you buggers with him as possible he died with honor you died a
0: bug it's no matter Our work is nearly done, and we shall return more powerful than ever. Thanks in part to your friend here and his immensely talented daughter.
3: She's not that great.
0: Not unless I have something (laughs) to say about it. Well, no matter. I suppose I'll leave you to your doom, and the form dissolves in front of you. Regrim, you okay?
2: Regrim is just smashing the ground where that form like stood, just like feverishly cursing under his breath, in common, under common, abyssal, in deep speech, it, literally every language that he can speak, he's just shouting swear words as he's just smashing the ground where that form stood.
1: Co- Cosmo just puts his arm kind of on his shoulder. He says, "Well." Looks like he took family from both of us. We'll get him.
2: Something's
3: gonna die.
1: And it's him. Lynn walks
3: over while avoiding the traps. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'd keep beating up the dirt. I've done it before. I stabbed a bookcase earlier. You saw it. It It's crazy. Sometimes you gotta get those physical releases out. It'll make you feel better. And I'd stab the dirt in solidarity.
2: Well, whatever else is here,
3: it's going to die.
2: This Alton prick seems like he's going to deserve what's coming to him. And something is going to deserve what's coming to him.
1: Let's go. You do one him. to go, right?
3: What? Is that UX? <laughs> um, do we hear? There was like painful moaning earlier. Do we still hear that? Is there still like the, the bellowing of sorrow?
0: Uh yeah. Uh, roll me a perception check. An auditory perception check. Mm-hmm.
3: That is
0: an 18, Wait, no, nope, Sixteen. Uh yeah. So with your um kind of uh your with your earwig and like with your uh, spe- like your hearing, you're uh, more adept hearing than the others. Um, you can hear that there's still the kind of like constant, like rumbling uh, that seems to be from a distance. And then there is like that low, like wail of agony that just from time to time, you can barely hear it, uh, but it is in the distance as well.
3: Does it sound like it's coming back from the entrance or does it sound like it's coming from like the room that we just came out of directionally? Um,
0: Directionally, it seems like it's coming from it's echoing down the tunnel uh, towards the entrance, I guess, but that direction to your left. Okay.
3: Well, I think, uh, it's time we put the third brother out of his misery. Yeah. All
1: right. Let's go. And Cosmo just like gets up and just starts.
3: Udak Tardin, you coming with you sitting this one out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, the hell was that you guys were like fighting nothing. You've beaten that ground into absolute pulp. I, I assume that, you saw something that I didn't, maybe. Just fighting our emotions, man. Fighting our emotions.
3: Well, let's go. I'd, Start yeah. walking with Cosmo.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so you all are heading... So if you go back towards the entrance, um, you can just kind of like coalesce in that chamber where it kind of all the the tunnels seem to meet together. Is that where you're headed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. Okay. Um, i'll say that you are able to pretty much make it down that hallway without any issue you're you're kind of walking down it. and aside from like the uh the small uh du- like dusts and pebbles and, and small rocks that are falling from the ceiling from time to time uh, you are able to pretty much make it uh there without uh, much issue and you kind of come to this chamber that has been uh you know half collapsed with the with the entrance tunnel falling in um but yeah what would you like to do
3: uh, do we see any more of the crazy people?
0: You do not. Um, the only one that wasn't in that hallway when it collapsed was the Boulder Fist guard uh, that ran off into the uh, Water. the mushroom, the purple mushroom zone. So, which you uh-huh. guys have not actively uh, looked into at this point.
1: Cosmo just at like is just feeling super aggro, and just like they maybe they all like stopped at the center, and he just like keeps walking towards like the purple room with the mushrooms. Let's go! We're going to find this guy, I'm going to kill him!
0: Um, yeah, go for it.
1: Uh, so I walk into... I'm walking down into this mushroom space.
0: Okay, so as you're walking into this area with these mushrooms, you've been in there before, and there's a light luminescence, like bioluminescence, of this, like, purple. Again, these mushrooms are very large, and they seem to be almost like petrified. They're almost like crystalline when you're, when you're touching them. Um, they don't seem to be organic, but they are also have grown out of the wall very clearly. Um, Rangrim, will you make me... Are you following uh, Cosmo in there as well?
2: Yeah, I'd be following Cosmo at this point.
0: Okay, uh, your passive perception, as you're walking through this room you're starting to notice something that you didn't notice before, uh, which is that there seem to be veins of this black opalescent metal ore that is in the walls. And the mushrooms growing seem to be growing along these, these veins that are very similar to that metal that you found in, uh, in Doc's chambers.
2: So these, like, weird crystalline mushrooms seem to be growing from these
3: veins?
0: They seem to follow the natural uh, vein of the ore that's in the wall.
3: Sick. Glenn and Udak are going to watch the, the
0: way to this purple chamber in case any crazies start running that way. Sounds sounds good. Uh, how far are you uh, venturing into this chamber, Um,
1: I mean, he's just, like walking through um he's pissed he is aggro as get out like he may even come across like a big mushroom and just like smash it like okay
0: yeah yeah so i think that you do that to like a mushroom or two and they just shatter like you you hit them and they like they break like a like glass almost like a big chunk of glass it's like maybe your legs get cut up a little bit or like kind of hits your arms or whatever but uh, nothing really, nothing really happens. They just kind of fall on the ground and then they just continue to be you've got like bioluminescing uh, in pieces on the ground. And so as you're walking through, it kind of drops down a couple times. There's a couple different tiers. Uh, you can see that this room, uh, you're noticing that it doesn't seem like the entrance to this this tunnel seems to be the end of the actual temple. Like, this has been carved out from where the temple wall probably was. Uh, You haven't been in this chamber since you were able to actually see where the temple was, but it seems like there is a temple chamber, temple tunnel, and then it kind of stops completely, and then it's just like rough cut, poorly done mine at that point. And this mine is, you can just see the pearl, the, the opaline kind of black ore in the walls and then the uh, bioluminescing mushrooms. And it kind of drops, tears down a couple times uh, and seems to go around a corner to your left.
1: As I come around the corner, what do I see? Is it? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um,
0: Yeah, so you come around the corner and uh, you see a, you basically see this like slight, it, it kind of drops down into water. Hmm. And once it drops down into water, you can see a form uh, of a figure that is standing, uh, in, and this is kind of like at the edge of your dark vision. So it's kind of, you can just see basically outline silhouette shapes. But it seems like a form that's about humanoid size standing in front of a much larger uh, form that probably stands like eight feet tall.
1: Cool. Um... So he kind of walks down to the, where the water's
0: edge, and he would just say, "Jude, What are you doing? Uh, you get no response. As you're getting closer, though, you can see that the garb they are wearing is very similar. It's been very matted and very, just ripped apart and is very dirty at this point, but this is the garb of a boulder fist guard. Oh. Interesting. Um, and there's just, like, a another person shaped behind him? Is that so as you're getting closer you're seeing that there is this uh female form that is this kind of like giant uh domineering figure that is standing kind of above this form with like a massive multi-headed whip um and just these big spikes coming off of her uh her shoulders um and it seems to be made out of stone
1: got it okay um how deep is the water look
0: the water is... They're only standing about uh, knee-deep in this water.
1: Okay, okay. And uh, recognizing that it was a, uh, a boulder-fist garb, he would kind of like maybe come down and just be like, Oh, it's... You're one of the gods." And uh, he's just like walking out in the water towards him. It's... It's me. It's Cosmo. From... From Tin Town. Just calling out to the guard.
0: Um, so they... They don't seem to react to you at the speed which you would think that they would it's almost like there's a delay and that delay is kind of unsettling and they kind of just turn around their eyes completely black and they just kind of look at you and then they begin to walk towards you what do you do
1: and you just kind of like he's I what hurt you what, what is this and, and then you to walk towards you
2: they're getting Abram about 10 feet away still following behind Cosmo I'm sick of this. And Rangrim is going to smash the guard directly in the face for this Warhammer.
0: Uh, roll an attack. I have that 30 HP. 17. Uh, yes, that does hit. Yeah, Udax, it was hilarious.
3: So Poe pooped directly into Cosmo's eye from like <laughs> 300 feet up. It was this this snipe. I've, I've never seen anything like it.
0: Uh, and that is a whopping seven damage. Ooh. Uh, so you smack your hammer down across this uh, guard's face, and like knocking their their helmet just like straight into the wall. Like and the help their head goes sideways, and their helmet just ricochets off the wall, um, and revealing that this uh, this guard is one maybe you've seen from time to time, uh, you know. But they, it's not like someone that you've interacted it's with not Gary. a ton. It's, it's not. Like it's not Gary or Greg. Thank God. I'll say it's a half dwarf uh, figure I believe they're called a, a mule in uh, D&D but it's a half dwarf figure with a kind of like shoulder length uh, like dirty blonde hair um, and they uh, they kind of fall sideways in the water and are kind of picking themselves up and are looking at you now with like this same level of ferocity and viciousness that you saw the other ones uh, look at you with when there was aggression shown when- um, and what's up? No go ahead uh, he dives at Cosmo.
1: The... Um. Okay, that's fine. I'm I, sorry. Actually,
0: it would be Rangrim because Rangrim was the one that showed
1: When when uh, he tries to dive at Rangrim, um, Cosmo just tries to put him in like a, a strength hold. Just tries to grab okay. him. Let's do a grapple check. Grapple cool. check and go. Ooh. Uh, Just show
0: this uh crispy nat one to the camera. Oh sick, okay cool. I was like, <laughs> it's either a nat
1: one or a nat twenty coming up.
0: No, so it was definitely Nat Steve.
1: Yeah, okay good. So cause I rolled a 24.
0: Oh our... yes. <laughs> wow. Um Yeah, so you you're able to grab this, uh grab this thing by the throat as it dives past you to to hit Rangrim. Uh and you're now holding it in a pretty solid hold.
1: Um. Uh, I'm gonna just try and like dig deep, and I'm just trying to like put it unconscious, like just trying to uh, s- suffocate
0: it, not kill it, but yeah. Uh, roll a uh, just roll me a straight up and down d20. Okay. nat twenty. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, you. You killed him by mistake. <laughs> No, I will say that because it's a nat twenty, you get to make that decision, and you don't want to kill them, so you're not going to. You hold you you you're able to press this thing, and it's struggling, it's freaking out, but it also was pretty weak because of Rangrim's hit. It, it was almost it was almost in the ground. So uh, you, you're able to hold this thing and uh, feel it struggling for a bit, but you're able to put on the right pressure points to know that you have put them to sleep. And not kill them. Uh, and they fall kind of un- like just unconscious, uh, slumped kind of waist deep now in the water with their head against the wall. Um, not in danger of falling underneath the water, but just, you know, unconscious in the water at this point.
3: Right. Put him to sleep, put him down in the water, and he drowns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill
1: him, drowns. Him. <laughs> just let him drown. I didn't.
0: That'd be a, gl- a Glenn thing to do. Just kind of kick him over as you're leaving and let him drown. <laughs> didn't say I didn't want him to die. Yeah, I no, just guys. Said, he's totally I safe. To
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, well, that's out of the way. What's with this statue thing?
0: Uh, roll me religion checks, both of you.
1: Religion checks. Well, I already wasted my nat 20. So let's... Uh,
0: and Rangram, you get advantage on this.
1: Damn it. Oh, not too dirty. Religion, it's a 15. 15. <laughs> Same.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I'll say... So I'll say that both of you uh, recognize this, but for, for different reasons. Uh, Cosmo, you recognize this figure from just your studies. Uh, you're just you're like studies into religion and the history of you know, the past deities that have ruled in uh, Sakal and in uh, this realm. Uh, whereas Rangrim, you recognize this because it was well known within the Duorgar. This is Leviatar, the Maiden of Pain. And it was a favourite of the Dark Elves, as well as the Duergar.
2: Well, seeing something of this bitch here is very good.
1: Well, I mean, do we want to just leave it? Do we? I mean, clearly this isn't Alton. We could just turn around and stomp our way down the other hallway and find it. What's the significance?
2: I mean, significance, It depends on who's reading it. I'm, I'm already thinking of other things. Rengrim's halfway down the hallway dragging the boulder guard by his foot, and he has very clear intentions on what he's about to do.
1: Rengrim, leave the guard.
2: Hey, he's fine. I'm doing something. Don't, I got a thing.
1: Don't kill him.
3: I'm not gonna kill him. I promise. I won't kill him. So it's Rengrim dragging the body out. He just overhears Glenn talking to Udax. Yeah, he's like really into those donkeys. I don't actually know what's going on there but they're really sweet they kind of grow on you it's kind of like that that like too ugly that you can't find it adorable you'll 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 grow to like them i i would say that i just don't to don't touch pet them. them but they'll actually kill you no. don't touch them oh you really should touch
0: them yeah i i'm i'm really afraid that if i touch them i might give them a a, a too clean of a haircut i think
3: I've actually tried to kill his daughter and he was more upset about those donkeys. So I would, I would stay away from it. It's Maybe fair, he can make fair. you like some metal hands and you can he actually doesn't,
0: he actually doesn't look very happy right now. Is there, do you need to go talk to your friend?
3: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and watch this one play out and just kind of like takes a step back to let Rangroom drag the body past him. Rangroom continues to drag the body past
2: him and walks directly over to the body of water. And they're like, I said I wasn't going to kill him and I'm going to throw his body in again and just watch what happens
0: um, yeah so wow <laughs> just wow. like as before uh, Rangrim you walk up to this you, you drag this unconscious guard up to the edge of the water and you give them a good solid toss get them in there probably a good five six feet easy um, and they splash into the water and kind of float there for a very short period of time before you see this mound of water that's rising up, this wave running backwards up the water that uh, seems to go underneath them, and then a, and just you see this body get torn down underneath the water enough to you know basically bend them into a pretty sharp U shape in the wrong direction, and uh, then you just see splashing, uh, and then you just see ripples, and then you don't see anything. Um, you do see a shape beneath the water that you would probably take to be the form of the body. And you see it get pulled pretty rapidly down to your right-hand side through the water on the low in the water. And it seems like it gets a little bit deeper as it goes that direction.
3: Well, uh, after seeing this Glenn walks up behind Ranger, like right to ranger's shoulder and just kind of whispers it is like that. That wasn't natural. You good, bud? I thought that was happening. Honestly, I just kind of wanted to
2: chuck a body in this river, but I thought this was going to happen again. Um, we've exhausted all our other options. We gotta get across this water, but it, uh, clearly, it's trying to kill everything.
1: Well, see, and as
2: we a- can't—we can't throw anyone else in it. And he turns and looks at Tardan for a minute.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, why is he looking at me like that?
2: And then uh, he just turns and bad. looks back to Glenn and shrugs. Well, Rengrim, uh, seeing as back. I uh,
1: told you not to kill the god, I think you should be next.
2: I didn't kill the god. Clearly, the water killed the
1: god. I kept my word.
3: Honor technicalities, right?
1: Fine. Well, we just need to cross the water. Is that it? I
2: think so. You can go first. Your mom told me you were real good at swimming.
1: Right. Well, then, uh, then let's go. And uh, the water, how deep does it look?
0: So it's about uh, kind of breast high for you, and it's about waist deep for Glenn.
3: Right. As Cosmo like starts to walk towards it, just puts a hand on his shoulder. And the old man had to be able to, or the old Dragonborn had to be able to walk back and forth somehow. I found this on his body. Why don't we just try this first? And I take out the pouch of dust that he had on his body, and I just take a, a sprinkle of it and I throw it into the water.
0: So I think you probably have the spell in front of you. What does that do, Glenn?
3: You can use an action to sprinkle a pinch of it over water. The dust turns a cube of water 15 feet on a <laughs> side into one marble-sized pellet, which floats or rests near where the dust was sprinkled. The pellet's weight is negligible.
0: So, so it's I'm gonna 15 use the feet? To, yeah, 15-foot cube cool.
3: It's pretty fucking big.
0: You throw this, you throw this dust in there. Uh, I like the idea that you didn't know what it was going to do. And, uh, you throw this, you throw this dust in the water and it just like the water and the area just kind of all seems to get absorbed into this like little in, in like significant points, just kind of like, and pulls in and, the water on the other side, because this is a river flowing to your right. And so all the water on that side, it seems to like immediately kind of like, it gets a little bit lower and uh, the water's all gone for a second in your area. And you can just see like a pretty stony bottom onto this, uh, this waterway. That's, you know, like I said, only about uh, three, to four feet deep. Uh, and then the water from the tunnel, you know, the source of the water flows past again. Um, I assume pushing that capsule down, yeah down so, the waterway.
3: So two things. Do
0: we see anything or is it just like the ground all of a sudden? It was just the ground. Um, huh. I will I will say, when you do that though, uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, not well. 11. <laughs> okay. Um, you notice that there seems to be a slight mound of water, a, a wave that it seems to be running in the wrong direction that seems to be kind of headed... Back up towards your direction. Okay. Um, and as
3: like I see the pellet just start to get washed away, as like the water fills back, I'm going to cast Mage Hand and grab that pellet. Okay. And we just bring it back to me because it's thirty okay. feet. I imagine I'd be able to catch it in time. Yeah, I think maybe that's to... like when I see the wave. Like I'm like tracking it with the Mage Hand. I grab it and I kind of see the
0: yeah. wave in the distance goes. Yeah, uh, and so it's it's probably about thirty feet at this point, but it's running kind of. There's just a wave running the wrong direction towards you.
3: Well, boys, I think we have an option to cross. Uh, I think we're going to have to sprint. We're going to try to make it across without whatever the hell that thing was. And with the mage hand, I'm like pointing finger guns at the, the the wave that like is now kind of like mellowing out with the river. So I don't actually see a form in there. So this might be some some magic that I haven't quite read up on yet. We might want to make these moves quickly. Right, well, Ready to uh, use those little door flakes? Well, I'm
1: yours? a natural born sprinter. Go Very on.
3: lethal over a short
0: distance.
1: Very little.
0: Uh, Glenn, you're standing on the edge of this water, and uh, this uh, you see this, this wave kind of that was heading towards you, and then it kind of goes below the surface. And then, Rangrim, you see a big chunk of the water lift up out and grab Glenn and pull him into the water. Uh, Glenn, I rolled a natural 20 to attack you. Uh, that's going to be 13 bludgeoning damage. Um, as you are pulled into the dam- water, okay, no, so that's, that's only 18 damage. Um, as you are pulled into the water, um, and are now currently being grappled and suffocated. You, you see Glynn, who is basically being held in the water, and this mound, this globe of water, is, uh, directly, like, kind of just holding them, uh, holding Glynn in the water and you see this snake-like watery head coming off of him think of like uh when they make the cranes out of the towels they have like the kind of top part coming off uh glenn you are encapsulated within this uh this weird water that just seems to be uh holding you in this globe with this head coming off of it so it's basically just this like globe of water with this like snake head coming off of it um and Yes, what does everyone do?
3: So,
2: Ranverdeen being... immediately says, not today, stupid water, and enlarges himself using his duragar magic, and reaches down to grab Glynn and try and pull him away yeah. from the
0: water. Give me a strength uh, strength check with advantage, Ranverdeen.
2: Yes, so I, I actually, I do have advantage on strength saves. Checks. Thank God for that. That is a seventeen.
0: Uh, yeah. So you grab, you grab Glenn with your enhanced size and just uh, are able to rip Glenn out of this water. And the water, like it, it doesn't feel like normal water. There's like a lot of resistance there. It's almost like the. Uh, the, just like the surface tension after you're able to pierce through it and pull him out. Um, Glenn, you're like probably pulled kind of backwards like this as you're being pulled out by Rangrim. Your face is kind of like ah! pulled through this water pressure. Uh, and now you are absolutely soaking wet, but uh, Rangrim has you uh in his arms. And uh, so, as, as
3: I'm being pulled out, I would have cast another pinch or another like handful of that dust of dryness into the uh, element.
0: Okay, so you throw this dust onto this uh, this thing of water and. Just as before, the water just like literally goes, whoop, and is pulled into the single point, and you can't see emotion from a, uh, a water elemental, but if it could show it, it would have, because within a second, basically, it ceases to be as you pull all the water into this point, uh, because as it says on here, water bound, water weird dies if it leaves the water to which it is bound, or if the water is destroyed. This thing is gone, um, and with that, uh, the water like completely disappears from the area again, and like you have lowered the water level further down, uh, and then the water just kind of starts picking back up, and the water level starts rising again. I um, uh, but
3: Pat, uh, Ringram on the shoulder. You can let me down now, uh. and I major. Ringram's still up. just
2: like holding them like this, like abnormally large for Rangrim Like he's like the same height as Windy. he's Like why didn't
3: you do that no, no, on the first time?
1: Uh, I was thinking the same quick. thing.
3: And I grab the dust, the second bead of dust, or second bead of water, and I just trudge along, across. I don't even, like, make another 15-foot cube for him. I just keep walking because I'm already wet. I just cross um, the way.
0: Make me a uh, a perception check, all of you.
1: I perceive... Uh, dirty 20. Oh, better than me.
0: Uh, Rangrim uh, and, and Glenn, um, you hear just that cry of agony again, that wail and that rumbling, and it is getting stronger and louder and it's coming from down the waterway to your right. Are you guys coming? And you see just like rocks and dust falling down, splashing into the water as you're kind of heading, like as you're looking down this, this pathway, um, but it was, yeah, it's coming from the, uh, from where the water, like the water was naturally flowing.
2: you're like over here? Yes. Well, maybe we go uh, check some of this out. And Rangram is still enlarged so like the same height as Glynn for at least the next minute. <laughs> and he's just kind of like bumping shoulders with him. What do you think? And like nudging him.
3: I think we need to make it across and keep going, though. No? Do you want to go down the waterway? I mean, I don't think you guys are necessarily going to be able to trudge along very well.
2: What do you mean? I'm just as big as you are. <laughs>
3: That's a good point. Maybe our shorter friends.
2: Yeah, Cosmo. And then he just shoves Cosmo. Like a very playfully bullying shove.
1: Uh, Cosmo is just like, he's back in his aggro mode and is ready to just stomp around
0: Okay. Um, yeah. So are you going through the tunnel? So the tunnel ahead of you as you've gotten across this water is you can see that there's the like bioluminescent, uh, color that is similar to the ones that you've seen on the mushrooms on the other side, but there is, it's like this cyan, like light greenish blue and there is a haze in the air that is like opaque you can barely see through it um, and there's like this magical kind of shimmer in it that's like a, almost like a glitter suspended in the air um, and like as you're getting close to it, you just got to get this like smell that it's it's like unearthly like if you could put etherealness into a, uh, a scent that's kind of what you are getting from this and Rangrim, uh, you are again seeing that there are these striations of that black and opaline metal, that, uh, that ore that is in the wall, and it's running along kind of both sides of this passageway. Mm-hmm. So, um, where are you all going? What are you doing?
3: I don't know about you boys, but, uh, I might need to take another breather pretty soon. I'm- pretty banged up.
1: But well, uh... Seems like as good a place as any for you to let you to take a quick rest. Yeah, you do that. I'm feeling
2: great. Rangrum is still, like, at a larger size and just makes a
0: beeline down this tunnel. Oh Shit, okay. Um, yes, I need you to make me uh, an intelligence saving throw.
3: Oh, sick. He's definitely good at those. So as... Rangram's just running down. Glenn's just gonna pop a squat and make a quick little like shrine to Chandrell and just like nurse his wounds. And he's gonna take a short <laughs> just, rest right here, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> on this uh, on this little bank here. Uh, like, Tanudak, you're with me. Rangrim, you go running into this just mist, this like light green fog that is filling this chamber and your mouth, you're like, your lungs are just coated in this kind of like acrid, bitter taste. And there's just like around you, it is like the most kind of like, it's gotta be one of the craziest things you've ever seen. There's like this shimmering, sparkling uh, glitter in the air and this like bright green fog and around you are these like bioluminescing mushrooms that look very similar in size, uh, to the ones that are down the other hallway, but they're like, they're just kind of, like, slightly scaled down. They just look similar, but they're just, like, scaled down a little bit. Um, and you're looking around, and you're, like, you're getting into this fog, and you're, you're seeing, like, when you first get into it, you see it, and you see that there are just these, like, almost looks like bones that are just, like, scattered around the bases of these mushrooms. And then those bones start getting up, and they start, uh, just kind of standing and like combining in these weird ways and then you're looking around and you're seeing the mushrooms and they're kind of morphing and they're turning into these spectral mind players that are all around you and they're standing and then you look down at your hands and your hands are just like, it's almost like buds are popping off of them but they are more eyes and they're just like covering your hand and they're looking down at it. and your hand, like on your eye and your hand, you like close your hand for a second and you open it again and it's actually your real eye and it's blinking at you. Rangrim, what do you do?
2: Gross. Um, Rangrim's basically in full freakout mode. And seeing the mass of what he assumes to be like bones converging into these forms, Rangrim's going to use his channel divinity and cast his uh, destroying undead.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes, so... Yeah, you cast you cast destroy undead. Um, I what is that? Is that just like a holy magic? Like what does it do when you cast? Like visibly or audibly? What does it do when you cast destroy undead?
2: So uh, what it does is they all have to make a save. If they're be- if they fail the save, if they're below a half CR, dead. They just die, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh but what it looks like is Rangrim's just like I'm sick of these guys, and he just matches his hammer into the ground and lets out this like wave of light around him as it radiates throughout him. Whether or not any of this is undead or he's just tripping balls, he don't know that.
0: So, what I'm going to say happens is that you run in there and you slam this, all these creatures are converging on you and you slam this hammer down with this, with your eye hand that actually has a real eye on it now and you slam it down on the ground and Cosmo and Glenn, you feel this rush of wind and just like this Fog just comes kind come, of like shooting out of the uh, of the opening, kind of passing by you all. And uh I need you guys to make uh intelligent saving throws with uh <laughs> with advantage.
1: Is, so it's, just it's not Glenn, a full. Glenn is resting.
3: Well, it's he's, like yes. it's like a short rest, so like he's just sitting there and he's like wrapping up like bandages over his arms yeah. and he's like kind of redressing like some of the the leather and just this blue smoke flies right by him. Yeah. Okay.
1: I was like, I don't I don't know if he's sleeping or what,
3: but
0: he's like just it. just sitting there. Short rest is just like a 30-minute break. Just a little power nap. You have a cliff bar. An intelligence saving throw? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, with advantage for both of you.
3: Uh, 20.
0: uh, I got a 19, but I have a plus
3: 6, apparently, for saving throws on intelligence. Well, it is what (laughs) you cast with, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah. I was like, where is that from? (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. That tracks.
0: Tracks. Awesome. What you get?
1: A nat 20.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. So this blue mist comes shooting past you out into the waterway. Um, And both of you kind of like, it it walks past you, but it only gets you for a second. So you only get a little bit in your lungs. You kind of like feel for a second, like your vision kind of like shifts and kind of looks like the walls are kind of colorful for about a second. And then uh, it passes. Uh, but then looking back, you see Rangrim just smashing his hammer down into the middle of this empty hallway uh where <laughs> there is uh there are glowing mushrooms and there are skulls on the ground. Um, but that is the extent of it. And Rangrim, after like kind of a short period of time, uh you open your eyes and things are as they should be.
1: Rangrim, you're making so much noise. Glenn's trying to rest.
3: Yeah, I mean, can you keep it down? You've been really Taking it to this earth. Like, he's,
2: been, he's been trying to sleep a lot. All these bones made started turning into things. And did anyone else see that? Am I doing that? Are you doing what? That over there. And Rangram points at a rock that he is still hallucinating, thinking it's moving. But to everyone else, it's not.
1: It it's a rock.
3: Yeah, Glenn's just over in the course, like, yeah, bud, you're you're doing it. Good job.
2: I don't want to be doing it.
3: This oh, is, you're you're this. not doing it. It's someone else. I don't know. I don't know what you want us to say, man. Do I keep walking down the hallway?
0: Um. Yeah. So at this point, the uh, you have cleared the mist. You basically dispersed it with your kind of burst of a spell. Um, but yeah. So if you want to keep walking down the hallway, you can. You guys are no help when I'm walking down the hallway. Okay. Uh. So you make it further down the hallway, and as you start getting a little bit further in, you start seeing this huge form uh, ahead of you and it's draconic in kind of shape and it's just this like large form that seems to be kind of crouched at the end of the hallway probably at least a 20 feet 20 to 30 feet long pitch black in color
3: uh while this is going to, going on and i'm kind of taking my little short rest i'm sending poe down the waterway um okay and, I, and i'm telling him to Basically, report and alert me if he sees anything.
0: Okay, cool. That isn't uh, water
3: down the waterway.
0: Just roll me a perception check for Poe. Sure, GBDB thirteen and what plus three so sixteen for Poe. Rangrim, uh, we'll we'll go with you first here. Um, this this form that is kind of crouched at the end of the hallway. It doesn't seem to be moving, uh, but it is a very large and very intimidating looking shape.
2: Well, um, <clears throat> yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Rangrim's gonna just like slowly tiptoe his way back to the party. <laughs> he got scared. <laughs> um, and more or less, once he gets to this bank, but, um, guys, I don't know if I'm still seeing stuff. <laughs> uh, but, but whatever it is, they look. it is, look good for us. It's a big, like, laconic thing. Real menacing-looking. Could be a statue. Could be something we have to kill. I don't really know. I still feel a little
1: weird. I'm up for killing things. And, like, you just see Cosmo's hammer just, like, spark.
2: But you didn't like when I killed the other guy with the water.
1: (laughs) That was one of me friends. Rain Grim.
2: You didn't know his name. What was his name?
1: It was... Ted.
2: All right. It wasn't Ted. I took his name tag, and he holds up a name tag, and it says Jerome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's actually wow. That's that's crazy. That's exactly what I have in my notes written right here.
1: <laughs> well, maybe I was so close with him that uh, I called him Ted because of an inside joke that you wouldn't know. Regardless, maybe, maybe, maybe he bore this is name. the mark maybe this is a name of tag
2: the of a fist. dust dogs. We don't know
0: glenn while they're while they're talking about all this this <laughs> stuff um you get kind of word back from poe that uh further down the waterway there is what seems to be a ledge and they can see that there looks to be some sort of opening uh up on top of the ledge in the waterway and there doesn't <laughs> seem to be really anything moving
3: when he like reports that back um since i'm already seated not to worry about standing i'm gonna like blink into his eyes and basically just try to like absorb what he sees so if you give it a little more a little more detail
0: yeah so I it's like um, a step. yeah so it seems like the waterway runs well runs further down this passage and then kind of goes underneath this rock ledge that's uh, and just kind of goes down into a subterranean waterway at that point point. Um, and kind of where that water flows to uh, and kind of hits the wall and goes underneath there is a ledge that goes that's up about 15 feet uh, that then there seems to be some sort of dark passage that goes uh, deeper in some sort of smaller tunnel.
3: Is the water just kind of like pooling down there? Or is it like then dropping down? It's, it's into pooling. Like another... It's
0: it's pooling and it's deeper at that point because the water is basically running up against this uh, this this like wall and then it's going underneath the wall as well.
3: Okay, and there's a pathway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send Poe I'm gonna send Poe up the pathway, but I'm like. Come out of him, I guess, and just tell the guys. Like basically, that's what I saw. I was like, it "Looks like okay. uh, we got some more waterway ahead of us." Uh, did it look treacherous at all, or did it just kind of seem like more of that, like mellow river moving pretty quickly?
0: It's, but, like, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's just river. Uh, there was no um, strange waves or anything of that sort that Poe noticed. It was just that.
1: Does it does it look deeper? Can you tell?
0: Uh, it just look deeper down at the end. Uh, kind of
3: pools, but know the athletes you are i imagine you'd be fine with it there's about like a a 15 foot shelf that we have to climb up onto or hoist each other up onto i'm not sure but we could probably make it up but what was this Rangram, this big old rock monster down the way is that something we need to worry about or is that is it was it moving towards us or were you going to it no it was just there looking
2: ominous and i I wasn't really sure if i'm it was there I oh, 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 saw a lot of weird things in this hallway and I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not jumping the gun as, as I normally do and you said the whole thing about deep water and I
1: can't swim uh, and I'm, um, I'm wearing this uh, plate mail
3: makes me a little bit um heavy maybe river's not the way maybe we gotta go meet Maringrim's big rock friend
0: <laughs> Um, I'll say that the the depth of the water um where you guys crossed, like being kind of like waist like kind of breast deep for the for the dwarves. Um it it Poe was able to, though they can't like determine the absolute depth, they could see that the ground didn't get much further away um, until the very end. They could still see the bottom as they were flying over the water.
3: I mean, we might be able to wade through it, probably use some more dust to uh suck up some of that water, make it easier for us to pass through, what? but we also have this other route that we can see what's going down
1: here. Well, I certainly don't want to uh any just, like, gulps, like risk me uh safety if the uh, big bad I have to kill is at the end of this hallway here.
3: Well, I mean, one's a dry hallway, one's a wet hallway, but either way, we're going to be running into a big bad at the end of a hallway, so right. which, which one do you want to gamble with first? Wet or dry? The dry one. I could send Poe down the driveway too. And I blink and Poe's back and I just cast him back Woo. down the dry one.
0: Yeah. So are you blinking into Poe's eyes? Yes. Down okay. this
3: hallway this time.
0: Okay. We, so,
2: Because I mean, we could go that way or we could go down this wet-ass passage.
0: Poe goes zooming down this hallway. Um, this You can tell that the um, the mushrooms do seem to be kind of like building up that Haze again around themselves. It hasn't filled the entire hallway, but like within maybe like a foot area around the bigger mushrooms, there it seems to be kind of like foggy again um, and kind of down towards the feet level. Pog is the end of this hallway and there's a monstrous statue made out of this just black. Uh, it's like a combination of stone and this like black opaline metal. Though you don't, you may not recognize, uh, actually, roll me a history check, Glenn.
3: Well, I rolled a 12 plus three 15
0: okay from context clues of where you are and just kind of what this place is uh you would take this to be torog the crawling king this depiction is lovingly crafted with the same level of like skill that the other ones are but this one is done with a lot more fervor and its scale is massive Interesting. just uh, this this, this kind of like draconic figure that is just like on all fours and extremely just even intimidating in sculpture form in this as this statue. And kneeling in front of this statue is the shriveled form of a humanoid that is wearing these black robes emblazoned with a symbol of Torog, And they are bowed head in prayer hands together. But the top of their head is missing. And there is no brain inside the cavity. Uh, And as you look closer at it, as Poe looks closer at it, you understand that this figure is long since past.
3: Poe's going to land in the skull cavity (laughs) and poke the eyes from the inside. He's going to pick out any flesh. He's a raven. He's going to pick out any flesh that's there.
0: There is probably a little bit of uh, some dregs. And then he's going
3: to fly up, land on Torog's head. And he's gonna poop, as his birds do on statues. And Glenn's gonna like snap him back and just kind of be giggling. Like like as he comes back, he's like, uh, uh, Rangrim, it was just another statue. Uh I think it's something we need to go check out though, because it looked to be very much a uh, an offering to our big tormentor friend. And we might need to uh maybe see if we can unravel a little bit more about what Alton's been doing down here. So I think we need to go back down the dry path, see if we can investigate that body a little bit. I tried to send Poe. He just started eating his eyes. It was disgusting. Whose eyes?
1: There's eyes? You'll see.
3: You'll see. And I I think my short rest is over by now, and I stand up and start leading the guys that way.
0: Okay. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so you all can head back down that passageway. Um, like I said, the mushrooms are starting to kind of like build up their fog again, um, but it's you're able to find enough of a, a pathway in between, and you know, not kick your feet up too much to disturb it, that you don't have to make any saves. Um, so you get down to the end of this passageway again, and um, now all of you see that same that figure that is leaned down in prayer with its head bowed towards Torog, um, with its basically top of its head uh, removed and uh, its brain also removed.
1: Well, uh, let's not linger long. These mushrooms is building back up. We need to keep our Engram sanity when we leave.
3: Smart. That's that's a hell of a hell of a call out there. Uh, I looked to I, I, I take a knee next to the this bowing or praying statue and Start to like rifle through his pockets to see if I can find like any like prayer book or hymn book or like anything in its pockets that might like explain what he's praying to and why he no longer has a brain while he was praying. <laughs> like
0: um mad notes yeah.
3: of like dedication, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um So, uh, roll me an investigation check.
3: Investigation. I'm also taking my, rolling three hit dice for my short rest
0: sweet.
3: Oh God, terrible investigation. Uh, uh, 10 total.
0: Okay. Um, wow. That's bad. Um, I'll say that because <laughs> it's, a, it's a corpse. Um, you in one of their like more baggier pockets, uh, you pull out, you do pull out a, uh, small leather bound book that is emblazoned with the symbol of Torok. Um, and when you go to open it, you can see that the owner of the book area, um, is filled out. And it does say Alton.
3: Oh, damn. Uh, Glenn doesn't say, oh, damn. Glenn's very cool and collected about it. Um,
0: oh, damn.
3: Well, boy. <laughs> well, boys, uh, I think we found our friend Alton. Problem solved, right? And I just kind of hand the book over to Cosmo. Said, you always thumbing through those that, that book of yours. Think you can pull anything out of this one?
1: Right. And Cosmo, Cosmo opens and just starts turning through the pages.
0: So I, I I think that you're reading, you're just kind of turning through these pages and you're seeing that, you know, it's it's set up in a similar way to, like, religious texts. Um, of course, each one is different, uh, but this one is, it's just teachings of the ways of Turog. And I, I don't know how much time you want to spend getting deep into that, but it just is telling the, kind of the history of, you know, where it it originated in the underdark the teachings of Torog himself being bound and basically Torog went down below into the underdark to fight another god demigod and was injured in the process and cursed by that other demigod to never be able to heal and never be able to leave the underdark and so Torog basically started carving out his own section of the underdark as his Uh, Lair and his, uh, divine, uh, you know, area that he ruled over. Um, and that is where the Crawling King got his name. And so that's kind of like is the early teachings inside the book that you're able to quickly skim. Um, and you can see that Alton is written in the margins and all over the place, just like feverishly, like very into this, a very astute learner, um, taking notes all over this, uh, this little book of his.
1: Well, uh, guys, I can already tell, uh, Whatever is at the end of this tunnel, it seems that Olten and Torog will likely be working together in uh, more ways than I like to admit.
3: I mean,
2: Torog? Who said Torog? And Rangrim has the skull with the top part of it just behind a rock like, I love Torog. (laughs)
0: the head is just you've removed the head completely and you're just holding it up right now yeah, i'm like look at
2: me i love to he's really he's a real really great guy can we get on with this already he, i hate these guys they suck um well, I, we're not learning anything about some sort of weird mind flayer that you did glenn you didn't see him cosmo knows what i'm talking
0: about some. glenn Sam.
1: we all um, we all see him now we all see him
0: uh, so the then we got this him. guy.
2: I'm ulting. I'm sad. My God's a
0: jerk. You hear from down the hallway, probably a little bit louder than you probably would be uh, wanting to hear. Uh, you hear Tardin go, Hey, you guys coming back over here? What's going on? Tardin, I say this kindly shut the hell up. And you hear Udak. You just hear him hit. You hear Tardin yell out as uh, Udak probably hits him.
3: Alright, well, well, I guess he's, we're taking
1: he, the... he's probably right. We need to get back. These these tunnel clouds seem like they're uh, stacking
3: Starting up quick.
1: Back. We need to, let's stop fooling around and uh, let's make it like a leaf and get out of here.
0: Get the fuck out. Alright. Um, water route it is. Uh, as you all are heading down this passageway past these mushrooms, um, a another whale and rumble uh, tears through this. And it, it is, it's not on the level of the first two where it's, uh, you know, it's apocalyptic, but it is definitely getting stronger. And it's it, this, this place, like you can see that these walls are just like the cracks in the ceiling and the heat, the level of heat that's in this place is getting worse. And in some of the cracks, you're starting to see light coming through. It's like, orange light that is kind of like it's uh it seems to be getting a little bit hotter in here
1: uh Raingrim, leave on leave your clothes on
2: mm-hmm. well, i already have more clothes on as he's like tying this the like alton what i'm assuming is alton's head like he's like looping it through his belt like via the eye sockets
1: Oh it just it just seemed like he was uh, undoing your trousers
2: well oh, no i'm keep i'm keeping this but right,
1: but well, it seems like it'll be good fun whenever we find it it'll be
2: good it'll be good for your mo your mother's uh 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 lizard It's she has
1: it like <laughs> gonna make
2: for a good bowl and I don't even know, him, but I hate this guy and I'm gonna eat something out of his head
1: but right, it's a good skull bowl you just eat the soup and then you eat the skull it's
0: um dollar monsters one thing you notice is that the, uh, the the skull is it's it's very like it's it, it's there's no smell to it at all it's like completely uh, almost mummified at this point there are, there aren't a lot of bugs down here uh, so it has just kind of like dried uh and with the heat and everything like that it's almost just like very much just shriveled into a husk uh, around the bone so the skin's all still there but it's just like completely uh shrunken head aesthetic mm-hmm. uh all right boys
3: well Good luck with the plate mail. And Glenn dives in or just jumps in and starts like walking. I was going to say,
0: if you dive, Glenn dives in and knocks his head out on the ground and then floats down himself. the water.
3: Uh, Glenn just starts like trudging along and moving his way down the waterway.
0: Yeah. So um, as you're going down the water, one thing you're noticing is that you get a little bit further and then uh, the ground seems to kind of like sh- go down a shelf. And so it is staying the same depth. But it's getting lower, and so like you're dropping down a little bit lower, but the water level is staying fairly consistent. So it's it's about waist deep for Glynn and about uh, breast high for the dwarves.
1: Right. Well, then uh, let's go. Cosmo just jumps in and he's trudging through.
2: Yeah, Redrum's following. Like I imagine that I'm trying to
0: swim, but I'm more or less just like stuck to the bottom of this (laughs) creek bed. Yeah. Um, luckily the, uh, the ground seems to be almost stone. It's like sl- kind of slippery, but it doesn't, it's not like, uh, gravelly. So it's, you're able to get a fairly good, uh, stance in the water. And because of your weight, you're, you are very much stuck to the ground. Um, Udak also joins you all kind of walking as soon as he sees you come back through this passageway and kind of, uh, so are we going, is this the, are we going this way? Is this, this seems like kind of our, our last option. I never went down this way, but. Uh, I mean, with that shit that used to be in the water, uh, there wasn't really a purpose to do so. And back when I was in this mine, that that wasn't uh, that passage across the way wasn't even opened.
1: Well, uh, I don't expect much of this to be the same, especially when uh, it was all an illusion to begin with. Seems
2: Fair. like a good place to keep some stuff you didn't want people to find, with some creepy little what well, water, water thing and you have to go in the water what's to get to the place and it's a good cover and Udek, can you swim with those?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know I think I made a joke about the sword stroke not being the most proficient way to do it but I mean I can do my best, I, I mean right now it's fine, it's only to my waist, I've got a little bit of a height advantage luckily uh, um,
1: Turn the turn sideways just it's like a pedo
0: True, true. Okay. Also, okay. Tardin, don't move. Stay there. Yeah, I was going good.
1: good. go first. Right, yeah, just stay there. We'll 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 come back for you.
0: So as you all are making your way down this, uh, down this waterway, um, you come to a couple different shelves that seem like probably are a little bit of a trouble for Rangram and Cosmo. You kind of like maybe slide down them from time to time. And, uh, but as you get to the bottom of them, you, you are able to stand back up. The water level seems to be staying relatively consistent. Um, can you all just give me, uh, acrobatics check for Glenn and athletics for Cosmo and, uh, Rangram? and I'm going to roll in for Udek too just for moving in this, this terrain. Ooh, that did good. Got a 12.
1: It got an... <coughs> I also got a
0: 12. Nice. Um, so... I'll say that you're slipping and sliding a little bit, but you're able to keep your feet. You're not. No one goes. Uh, no one goes ass over tea kettle into the water. Um, and so you're able to make your way a little bit further down and to where the water is all like kind of coalesced. And at this point, it is getting a little bit higher and a little bit scarier for the dwarves because it's kind of like just below neck level. Um, and for Glenn, it's probably like just up here for you, just just right below your kind of uh, chest height. Um, but you all are in this dark water pool and you can feel that there's still a current, but, and you can, and you can see the kind of like coal coalescing of water against pressing against this, like Rocky outcropping cropping ledge on the far side. Um, the water is just kind of all pooling in this area. And then you can see that about 15 feet up. Uh, sure enough, there is a pretty decently sized ledge hmm. and a darker opening up on that ledge.
3: Well, boys, uh, I think I'll take the first climb. I got some rope and I'll, I'll just lift you guys out, yeah? Well, do you guys want to climb this one up? I don't, I don't need any rope. I, I can do it myself. Well, I'll race you to the top then. And Can
2: I do just it start myself. climbing? <laughs> uh,
1: as uh, as Glenn says, I'll race you to the top. Cosmo, just seeing the ledge, just misty steps up there.
0: <laughs> nice. Um... Yeah. So so Glenn, uh make me an acrobatics check.
3: What the hell? Oh yeah. Natural one. <laughs> oh okay. it was a nineteen nine cocked and then re-rolled for a one.
0: So Glenn, uh you see Cosmo teleport up onto this this ledge and you're like, <laughs> damn. And you you uh did you go up there with your rope using like your pitons and stuff like that? Or did you start climbing?
3: Oh I would have just been free climbing it with okay. water below. Wasn't so, wasn't worried about it.
0: Cosmo, you see, um, yeah, you see him start free soloing up the side of this uh, up the side of this rock face, and uh, Glenn, you're feeling really good about it for about halfway up, and then the rock you're holding on to just comes off completely, and Rangrim, you get the wonderful visage, and Cosmo, you see him kind of like falling away from you, and then Glenn just goes complete backsplash into the water, uh, and is just completely soaked and is completely submerged in the water.
1: Well, I guess I won that race.
0: Yeah, you cheated. You used that, was it was, yeah, it was that was cheating. Yeah. That
3: was
2: cheating. I can't do that. But well, I'll show you, uh, us dwarves are good at climbing. Rocks, Glenn, trust me. And Ringrum just starts making his way up. Also, just patting himself on the shoulder. You can do it, buddy. To give myself guidance.
0: Yeah, roll me an uh, athletics check.
3: With mage hands, I'm going to send an invisible mage hand up and catch his foot as he like tries to get his, like, grip at about 10 feet high so after he's about like 10 feet up I'm gonna just trip him pull him back down to the water so I guess you're, he's imposing disadvantage
0: on your yeah. roll
2: uh, I don't think I needed the, the disadvantage because I rolled a three
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Rangir you done. barely, you <laughs> barely even <laughs> make it off the ground you are you're starting to climb and your weight is just like you're like yeah I'm doing it doing it but you're barely like you've made it maybe a foot above the ground at this point and you're kind of just like you look down and you're still like half your body's still in water well I
3: start, I start cracking up and i splash him in the face like ah oh, we both <laughs> suck man and then we <laughs> just start climbing again
0: hey
1: hey you this isn't a water fight let's go come on we've got a big bed to kill
3: well i just
2: i tried i can't do it and rangrim just slightly submerges himself below the water to like here and then it's just like aggressively blowing bubbles Fine. Like a, like a
0: hippo. Fine. Yeah. Then I guess I'll just have
1: to pop that skull by myself. And Cosmo turns to walk away from the ledge.
0: I think we have one more brother to kill. I and Udak goes over and finds like these cracks in the rock and is kind of like wedging his uh his swords in there kind of as like pitons, almost as like makeshift uh, climbing axes, and is uh kind of getting his way up there uh with a strong seventeen.
1: He's just like uh, using those. Climb again. Oh my he's God, just like using again. those swords and just like pounding them in.
2: Yeah. Well, Cosmo, what are you the only adventurer in the history of this
3: world that doesn't have rope?
0: Uh, I was gonna say if you throw a rope down, you can give him an advantage on the climb. Well, I make a fifteen on this next attempt to climb up. Uh you with some some effort are able to uh get your way up this, but it is not graceful and it is takes a lot longer than you would have liked. I just started throwing down a rope to Rangrim.
1: I was gonna do that.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure you were.
1: I just wanted to see who was uh, second best. I rolled
2: a ten for athletics <laughs> with advantage. Oh, with advantage? I sent yeah. you. I gave you a rope. So yes, with advantage, <laughs> I rolled a ten. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Okay. So are both Cosmo and Glenn helping pull him up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So roll roll another dice.
1: Glenn, just give him your mage hand. I think he needs a third hand. Just underneath his butt? Just look, just give him a, level lift.
2: a little lift. Right, right, I was struggling getting up this cliffside. That's a four.
1: Oh,
0: my gosh. Well, yeah, Cosmo, I mean, you, you guys use some are of just that... pulling him, and he's not coming. He's, like, not making it any further. He's just like, so I guess we just go kill the, the big bad and just kind of come back. We'll tell you what happened.
1: Right, we'll give
2: you I, the... I'm I'm right here. I'm not, like, todding or something.
1: You still are sitting there like a lump on a log.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's slippery. I got, I got armor on us and stuff. Well, just hey. hang on
1: to the rope, Dan. We'll just pull you up, okay? We'll do the hey, work. You
2: just you just teleported, okay? You didn't climb it at all. Let's like see you do it.
0: Cosmo, roll strength check with advantage.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I needed that. That first one was on that one. <laughs>
0: Defeated by a wall. This is the most D&D thing we've done this entire campaign. Defeated by a wall.
1: Oh, God. The second one was much better. Uh, Athletics is a 25.
0: Okay. Uh, between you and Glynn, uh, you all are able to pull Rangrim up this wall. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Rangrim, you are able to just like ungracefully kind of just like scramble your way over this ledge. Uh, completely soaking wet, uh, you guys at this point, but you all are now up so- on this ledge. Congratulations. Uh, you've defeated the most uh, deadly adversary this entire campaign. Yeah. Always. Um, hey, what do you all want to do?
3: Uh just doing a quick scan of like this ledge does it look like this was like a collapsed like bridge at one point that like extended over the water or like does it look like this is unnatural just like kind of a natural forming
0: as you're getting up on top of this it does seem like this was something else Uh, this is the area that you're up on top of right now is almost like a it's like a walkway or a balcony setup it's um it, it looks like it was at one point in time uh the similar, like the black rock, the black stone that the actual temple was made out of. Um, and now you're looking down in the water and you're seeing that there are pieces and fallen apart, uh, just eroded away pillars and whatnot that are down in this water and like chunks of stone. Um, and this thing is just like partially collapsed. The cave, however, opening that is here on top of this is not part of that. It seems like it has been freshly cut into, as freshly as the uh, the mines on the other parts of this uh, this temple were added on. Um, this is not like the black stone that has like this is just like natural rough cut stone that seems to go deeper into the darkness. Got it.
3: Well, guys, uh, I'm mean, gonna I guess we're gonna find Alton just down this corridor. Are you ready? I feel like you guys.
1: Ooh, yeah. Want to go first? Are you ready? Are, are, are we ready? Let's go. I'll go first, and Cosmo turns, and he is back on his rampage.
0: <laughs> back on his bullshit.
3: As, as Cosmo's walking away, I'm going to cast Mage Hand and slowly pull his tarp that he's, like, been using to cover his armor. Just pull it off of him real quick to, like, make him look all badass, shiny. <laughs> it's like they put the cape on James Brown. Basically yeah. the opposite of that. Like, just, okay. like let me get that for you I just like pulled it off and so <laughs> folds it up nicely and
1: sets it on the side like solid solid you got uh, it
0: bud hero montage
1: coming amazing yeah.
0: amazing um, so Cosmo are you, are you running down this passageway
1: that's uh, more of like an epic walk,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I walk they, uh, a million dollar strut that's <laughs> what you're yeah. doing he, he he's just walking in, walking in like Conor McGregor he's got
2: that million dollar strut going on <laughs> Rangram's behind him soaking like a dead rat
3: like popping up seawater. <laughs> um, and Glenn does the same thing for Ranger. What when yeah, he walks. He
0: okay. Both of them. Going this and then way.
3: Glenn's 15 feet behind him. <laughs>
0: uh, Udak, uh, Udak kind of just looking at you guys as you go past and goes, okay. And then just follows back behind uh, Glenn, uh, bringing up the rear. Um, yeah, as as Udak starts to pass me, Glenn just slows him down. He's like, we're going to let them start this one. And just like kind of holds
3: him back a little bit. It's like, <laughs> don't know what's going to happen.
0: Um, as you're going, as you're walking through this passageway, what you're seeing is this roughly cut, very narrow hallway um, that is just like barely thicker than, uh, than you are to be able to get through. It's also mostly collapsed as you're getting into it. It seems like the level of damage to the rest of the mind uh, after what had happened uh, with the, the rumbling and the wailing, um, it seems like if there was an epicenter for that sound, you are getting really close to it because the uh, damage is like as you were entering into this uh, was not as bad and as you go it is like more and more rubble and like this thing is more and more collapsed. It seems like a bomb went off and you are getting closer to where that bomb went off Um, and you hear this rumbling and this like deep like wailing as you all are walking into this chamber. As soon as you walk into this room it's very different uh, than any other room you've been in. There are, it just seems like it's ramshackle, like way more ramshackle than Doc's Laboratory or uh, any of the other rooms. This thing is like, it is for function and that is its only purpose. There are these kind of rough hewn tables that are, uh, that are all over the, uh, the side closer to where you see this figure standing and they're, they're shining with this like bright green light and you can see things moving around inside of them. Um, they're these big vats, almost, of of some sort of bright green liquid. Uh, they're pretty large. They're um, they're probably a good five feet in diameter, and you can see the things shit. moving around and squashing a- around inside of them. Um, I'll say they're probably coming all the way up from the floor where they're on top of this like wooden structure. Uh, they're probably standing a good three, uh, like let's say five feet by five feet. That's a good nice number. Uh, these big giant, uh, big giant vats, and you all walk into this room and you see this figure that... Glenn
3: does not walk into this room. As Glenn <laughs> sees that there is a room. He then hides up against the dark hallway that he was walking down.
0: And this room is all 100%. illuminated by this, like, green light, casting this eerie, like, pallor over everything in it.
3: Okay, as soon as there was green light being cast, <laughs> Glenn <laughs> was hiding. And I got a nat 20 for my stealth check, so it's a 31.
0: There is this figure. It's eight feet tall and- it is leaning against this far table hands bent facing away from you it is solid black opaline steel and it is covered in these like riveted spikes and leaning against the table to the side of them is a giant halber that is also this made of this black opaline material as soon as you enter the room this figure turns to you they're wearing a black full helm and you can see this like green light shining out from the, from the face of the full helm. This like, these two uh, kind of like cuts into it that go up and there's just these like, it is holy spiked all the way around like a, almost like a mace.
2: I've been waiting for you. You
1: must be the fun. ones who sent my brothers to rest. Well, I've been, uh, been looking to uh, make it three of a kind. I see. I see. So...
0: He picks up his halberd from the side table. So what is your purpose here? Why do you defile the temple of our god and spit in the face of the king?
1: Well, initially, it was because you was, uh, taking my kind, as you like to say, captive, slaves, against their will and I've come to set them free and bring vengeance for their lives. While Cosmo's
2: being, like, really, like, heroic, Rangrim's standing behind him, holding Alton's skull, and is just mimicking anything Alton says by shaking
0: the skull behind Cosmo. Um, You see uh, Alton just kind of grab his head and just starts letting out this... And just this whale rips through the, the chamber I need you all to make uh constant curse. Mm. He lets out this scream.
3: Oh, oh no. How does a 21 uh, do you? Well Udak did shit How does a 7
0: do? Uh, seven does not do. How does It does not do? Not
1: do. <laughs> How does a 28? Oh
0: 28?
3: That do!
1: <laughs> That's
3: the opposite of what Glenn does. It do
0: glenn uh you take five damage udak is going to take uh eight damage
1: as this like wave of energy passes him uh cosmo reaches into his pouch and pulls out one of the flasks that the Knoll chugged and just like swigs one <laughs>
0: yes awesome cosmo Cosmo, you swell to two times your size. You, you, and, and every dimension uh, doubles in size and you are twice your weight, I believe. Um, you also get a plus, you have advantage on uh, strength saves and you have a plus four to your damage.
1: Okay. Plus, just like plus four to damage?
0: No, sorry. plus. It's a D4, I believe.
1: Okay. Yeah. So plus D4 extra to my hits. Okay.
0: Yes. Um, and Rangrim, what was your save? Oh, I rolled a, I had a 21. Oh, yeah, you saved. You're, you're totally fine. Um, yeah, so this, this now that you're, uh, uh, like, faced with this whale in in person, uh, it is absolutely just, like, a wave of sound hits you. Like, it almost just, like, takes the wind out of you, uh, Glenn, uh, as this thing, like, rips down this, like, narrower part of the passageway, almost consolidating, condensing as it hits you and Unak. But, like, just hits you right in the chest, and, like, you can feel, like, your face going, like you're on a roller coaster. Um uh alton's holding on to his head and he's just like rubbing his head and goes with my brother gone something's broken inside of me it's only by the grace of torog that i stand before you now i will not hear this blasphemy it is their will that put this temple to work collecting the matter needed for torog to regain his strength he uh he like lifts that that uh, halberd up and throws it up in the air and catches it in both hands he goes my brothers will not have died in vain. I will use what sanity remains to me, ensuring that you will never interfere with Toron's will. And we can roll for initiative. 16.
3: Uh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs>
1: oh my god, you, you kinda deserve that one. Geez.
2: I do, I do. Kinda, I, 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 I deserve the one for like, picking on this guy who's four like, well, brothers
1: are dead. I'm like, mocking him with his head. Uh, Cosmo got a 19.
0: Glenn got a 17. Epic battle music begins. Cosmo, go for it.
1: Cosmo just like swigging this thing and uh, growing to enlarge and like just, well, here he comes. And, like charges at Alton. As he is running in, uh, Cosmo uses his uh, bonus action, out of enmity, gives me uh, advantage in all of my attack right. rolls. So that is an 18 to hit. No, it does not hit. Okay, and how about a 19 to hit? Uh,
0: No, it does not hit. Okay. Um, So
1: so Cosmo, even in his enlarged form, runs up and just like smashes like straight into this guy's armor and uh, just feeling like just running into a brick
0: wall so this this like opaline steel like black steel like you hit it and this sparks come off your hammer and and like lightning and also just like metal on metal sparks kind of shut uh, off the thing and in a similar way to like when you have like your shield of faith up or any of those like things around anything that you have that's like holy protection I sure. feel like that kind of level of like defense on this person as well but it's like this dark energy similar to the dark necrotic energy that, that was actually on uh on that door that uh, Glenn nearly died to what door I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um but yeah you are not able to make a dent on them uh Glenn it is your
3: well after seeing a giant Frank Cosmo not actually do any damage uh, Glenn's going to yeah make that shot. Uh, oh yeah, I can take that shot. Uh, Glenn's going to take his bow and just take a pot shot from here. Okay. Um, okay. I don't. So I'm just going to take a shot. See if anything that I have hurts it. I rolled a 16 to hit. Uh, nope. Does not do it. Okay, so it just like splashes off his armor, I'm, like assuming just yes. radiant dud. Um and then I'm gonna come out of hiding and I'm gonna move actually to this part here. And then as my bonus action, I'm gonna hide again. Four. Okay. Thirteen plus uh, so a twenty-four
0: to hide again. Okay. Yeah, you are able to uh, successfully hide yourself so you shoot him with this arrow that just kind of like reflects off his armor but you, Alton is so distracted by this giant dwarf in front of him and just like grabbing his halberd um, he is bringing it down on you Cosmo um, that's going to be a actually not that not that good uh, 18 on the first attack no uh, that is going to be an 18 plus 6 for 24 for the second hit uh, yeah that hits so that's going to be a, uh, it's just going to be eight damage um, as he basically takes this halberd and just like slices it across you uh, in this kind of like s- small area that he's in. He's choked up pretty high on this halberd. He's just slicing down uh, on you and catches you kind of across the, the neck and chest armor, uh, but your armor is able to keep most of it at bay. Uh, and he just looks at you and uh, says... Prepare yourself. And you feel like some of that force kind of hits you a little bit. Um, and you take a additional uh, three points of damage as this like force stamps hits you in the face. That is going to be Udak's turn. Uh Udak who is absolutely not feeling good, like they've taken a decent amount of damage already just from like the stuff in the hallway, is absolutely just like he doesn't care. You see uh Glenn, you see your friend like blind with like this orc rage at this point just rushes uh as far as he can uh down the hallway. To about right here, I believe is as far as they could make it. Um but uh just like absolutely like Blood, bloodlust in her eyes. So, Blintzkind um, kind of
3: like he—he's facing with his back right hidden, and as he just sees like him gear up and just start sprinting, he just kind of moves a little bit out of the way to <laughs> let him go past, and then there's a little puff of dust behind him with his mage hand just to really <laughs> make the moment special for him.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah, Udek is absolutely hellbent bent on uh, you know giving a giving a little bit of what he's gotten over the years from these brothers. Um, that's going to bring us to Poe.
3: Poe is going
0: to How far away was Poe?
3: I put Poe was like in behind us, like yeah, that's as fine. we were climbing up and whatnot. Um but he was behind us in case anything came from behind. But True. he's going to fly basically around and come back here to Alton and sorry, I guess you couldn't see until I dropped it. Um basically he's waiting there for Glenn to move in closer, but not on this turn. He, he's not going to engage with Alton on this turn. Okay,
0: sounds good. That's going to bring us to uh, last but not least, Rangrim.
2: Rangrim's going to try something. Hey bud, that's a nice big old halberd you have there. Be a shame if you dropped it. I'm going to cast heat metal on his
0: halberd. Okay, you see this thing glow uh, red hot uh, as you cast heat uh, heat metal on this item, and then. You don't know whether it's just because this is a construct. This is an iron figure holding this thing. Probably maybe not, doesn't have feeling in their hands. It doesn't seem to bother them in the slightest that they're holding this bright, uh, burning hot weapon now. Though it probably might bother your friend Cosmo, who it's going to be used on shortly.
2: However, he still takes 2d8 fire damage. And because he didn't drop it, he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. So okay.
0: how much damage does he take from the uh from the initial damage? Ten. Ten. Okay. Just ten. Is, you can see the heat actually like starting to permeate into the gauntlets and the hands. Like that not only is the, the weapon now this burning hot orange color, his hands and like arm are starting to like dimly burn with that red color as well as he's heating up, holding onto this burning hot weapon. Uh Cosmo, it is your turn.
1: Okay. Um, so seeing that like uh He's just like seeing that he took no damage from pretty much any of these two mad shots. Um, He's like covered in this black armor, right? Um, What
0: does his head look like? He's wearing a full helm that has these like two big slits that are going all the way up to it and kind of like going into these points and then like one big long piece coming down the center. And there's this green light that is just like coming out of this black helmet that is covered in these like riveted spikes.
1: Okay. Um, But otherwise, he's just, like, armor head to toe.
0: Armor head to toe. Uh, Yeah, it's it's the form that you all saw the mold of in Doc's chambers. That 7-foot tall and now 8-foot tall because it has a head.
1: Um, So just, like, not seeing any real weak points uh, into this thing, Cosmo is just going to, like, pound into this thing. And he's just going to, seeing his hands turn red hot... He's gonna like try and hit his uh like arms he's gonna go for that he's gonna go for the
0: arm yeah roll Um, me some attacks
1: so that would be uh a 24 to hit
0: uh yes that does hit
1: okay can confirm 24 hits guys
0: (laughs) um is there a second Uh, (laughs) attack no (laughs) but i (laughs) mean
3: glenn would just turn around and leave
0: that was that was all of them like okay gotcha so what do you do with your 24
1: attack um i i just like like i just swing down on uh one of his arms um okay do i
0: roll me some damage
1: it's 11 damage i rolled max eight so um so it's 11 damage to that one arm
0: Okay, so you smash down on this hand that's holding the caliber, and I'm going to say that you hit the, the secondary hand, the one holding the lower part, and you hit down on it, and you just, like, some of the fingers and the, the arm itself, like, you smash into it, weakened by the heat of Rangram's spell, and, like, you see, like, just these gears and these other like items just kind of like start kind of falling out of it and it, it it seems damaged and like three of the fingers like are not holding on to anything at this point. They're just like completely destroyed uh, and they're just like bent in these strange ways and he's holding on to this. Uh, but you can just see this like radiating heat starting to creep up his arm further and further as he's holding on to this weapon. Um, but that hand has been like very, very much damaged at this point because of that hit.
1: That's, that's, that's my whole action that's all i got whole
0: action glenn what is your whole action
3: uh i'll give you a quarter of my action and then i I'll take right, cool. three quarters after that uh this is a desk right here yes okay um glenn's going to do do yeah he's gonna take a shot first i guess um he's gonna peek around the corner and take another shot with his bow um in the ring of volleys
0: so covered in this desk, by the way, is you're kind of like, are you hiding behind the desk? Yeah, yeah, I'm effectively. You can finish my turn. Yeah, you can see that there are uh, these coll- collated papers, like these these writings that are similar to that journal you found in Alton's room, and they're just kind of like loose papers covering this entire desk. But you can see that there is like in a very untidy scrawl and written very large, as if it, they're a very undexterous hand. You can see that there are these journal papers covering it. Um cool. but yes. So roll your attack.
3: Cool. Um so I have advantage. I rolled a natural eighteen and a natural nineteen, but I could not get the twenty. <laughs> uh but twenty-seven to hit.
0: Well, I mean with the way you're going, it'll be next time. So yeah. it'll be the next roll. Yeah, right,
3: technically. Um, i one. So yeah,
0: uh yeah, roll your uh roll your damage.
3: Oh my god, I rolled a one on the longbow. So it's gonna be seven damage there, but I also have sneak attack. Okay which wasn't much better but at 15 damage total. I'm going to take my bonus action to hide again, just duck behind the desk. <laughs> that was a at one to hide which came Ooh. to a 12 still. Um, cuz I'll Banks. say
0: that I'll say that you're hiding behind this desk but you realize that Uh, it's a desk and it has legs and it's just a chair on the other side. Yeah. yeah, So you're like completely visible for the most part. There's nothing to hide behind really. So Um,
3: I'm, I'm facing the other way though. Glenn's got his back to the fight and he's like, they can't see me. Or if I can't see them, they can't see me (laughs) tucked in there. Um, but then as like a free action. I'm going to send the idea to Poe and I'm just like, Poe, find the brain. And then, gonna end my turn.
0: Um, yeah. So Alton uh, it's Alton's turn right now, and he's going to uh, he's going to just look down at his hand that's been just damaged by Cosmo, and he's just going to take it, hold his uh, halberd in his one hand, and he's just going to uh, go to grab Cosmo with the kind of damaged hand, and is just going to smash his spiked head into Cosmo, uh, and he's going to roll for an attack here. Who first attack does not hit? It's
3: all those heads finally getting revenge on Cosmo
0: um that second one does not hit either cosmo this uh his helmet smashes against your uh the helmet from your father and like just like you and him are face to face right now uh roll me a uh what is your actually just roll me a perception check real quick (laughs)
1: it's a 16
0: cosmo as you're face to face with this like full black steel helmet um and like much closer than you probably ever wanted to be to this figure you look past the two split, like, eye slots that are in this helmet directly into a floating and brightly glowing uh, jar that has a floating brain inside of it. Uh, and that light is shining out of it, and there's, like, these bubbles coming out. Um, and that is what you see inside that helmet. Uh, and that's going to be Udak's turn. Udak is going to, with this continued rage that he has, is going to jump onto Alton's shoulders and just starts stabbing down, um, on him with his, like, basically just jumping up and just trying to slam one of his arms down into Alton to stop his progression and then stabbing down with the other one into Alton's back. Uh, who Udak is fucking pissed. Udak just got an 18 plus, uh, uh, plus five. So 23 for Udak, that Uh, (laughs) that does, that does hit, uh, so we're working it down slowly. Game so somewhere confirmed. between 19 and 23, you guys are there. <laughs> um, so uh, that's going to be... Yeah, so that's going to be... Oh, shit. Uh, that's going to be six damage for Udak as he's able to uh, stop his progression from uh, going over this thing, Alton's sh- shoulders, uh, by wedging his sword in between some of the plates of armor and then is trying to stab down with the other one but isn't able to make purchase. Uh, so Udak also does six damage. Uh, Poe what does poe do
3: poe is going to take their turn to do what glenn asked and circle the head and look for the brain or i guess circle the body and look for the brain so he'd be using his room to move and just do a mm-hmm. perception or investigation check either one whichever you want
0: uh yeah just roll me a perception check
3: <laughs> oh my goodness that one death a two yeah okay Close. <laughs>
0: uh I'll say that it makes a lot of sense that uh Poe is not able to see he can just see the light coming out of that helmet. And I will he's say that when po- attacks <laughs> and like yeah
3: he's 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 a bird. <laughs> I'll say he's that while Poe is
0: flying around the room though he does see that there are these uh moving little tiny like almost moving worms inside of these all of these vats that are all around the room. And you're also noticing that there are pieces and particles of mush of that crystalline mushroom that is like all over the place as if it was used as some sort of ingredient. Um, But that's as much as you get for that. Rangrim, what do you do?
2: Rangrim is going to first impose more damage via heat battle with my bonus action.
1: Does he have to make this save to not drop it again?
2: Yes, he does. So that's 12 damage. That's cool. And then he has to make a con save again.
0: So, con save, uh, 12. So, uh, Alton, his hands are just, like, his arms at this point, all the way up to his elbows are, like, this burning hot metal. Just like, And his fingers are, like, starting to, the mechanisms in his fingers that are making up this iron golem, this, like, uh, artificing that built this monstrosity. The weight of the weapon, he's holding it, and just you see his hands just, like, unwillingly start Bending the opposite direction as this weight of this halberd and it falls to the ground, still light, like burning, but like his fingers are basically bent back the opposite direction now. Basically, just they are unusable at this point.
2: Brandrum would now, using my action, go sucks to suck. And I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt directly at his forehead using a third level spell slot. And that is a 19. 12 plus 7, 19 hits him, right? no rude
0: i'm so sorry super close though well as much as i would have loved to have said that did hit
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh rangrim just is like oh yeah it sucks to suck and fires a guiding bolt that just like goes directly past his head it kind of like curves off like into oblivion (laughs) like he was kind of not controlling it and i was like oh cosmo i didn't want to hit you I'm sorry. I was being careful. I do a deception check. (laughs)
3: Can can I do an insight real quick?
0: (laughs) Sure. It's Um, a natural 19. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm wicked
2: lying. (laughs) I whiffed on that. Wicked bad.
1: Um,
0: Cosmo, it is your turn.
1: As like, Alton has like pulled me in close. He tried to headbutt me, but now he's like (laughs) dropped his weapon. And uh, Rangrim's like throwing bolts over my shoulder because he doesn't want to hit me. He's just like, Well, it must really suck to suck, I guess. He turns to his, to Glenn and to Rangrim. He's just like, Aim for the head. <laughs> I and, uh, was trying. And just, I usually do. And uh, do, do as I do. And he just like brings this warhammer up to like smash the guys like s- let's see let's see if you smash or not to do the cosmo to do do the cosmo that's a twenty one to hit that does hit okay all right that's also a hit so I get two hits plus my de- uh, my enlarged dice that's what I got so twenty eight damage upside this fool's skull and okay
0: so. The way I see this going down, uh, Rangrim from the back, you you see this green light shining out of his helmet, and you shoot this uh, this this bolt at him. And this bolt like kind of shoots straight at them and kind of deflects off the side of their helmet, knocking it to the side as Cosmo comes in from the other side and just smashes them in the side of the head. Alton goes almost completely, like, just it kind of stops in, in midair as Alton is almost at a 45 degree angle from this hit, falling t- away from Udak. Um, as This helmet goes flying off of them, exposing this green brackish fluid encompassing this like a domed jar that just has a brain floating in the center of it. And this, like these connections going down into the actual uh, iron golem body. And Alton stumbles to the side and just falls against the wall and slides, kind of like starts holding himself up against the wall and he, like, starts moving as if he's going to get up, and then you see the brain jar on top of his head just explode. Um, it just, like, almost crushes inward, and you see, like, the, the liquid... It basically breaks it about halfway, and the liquid, like, drains out, and you just see Alton slide backwards and slump against the wall. The, uh, the brain jar just completely, like, destroyed at this point. And when that happens you see that kind of in the corner, you see that spectral form of the mind flayer. Simple-minded fool. Do you know what happens when our young don't find a host? And bursting out of the ground to the side of Alton, there is this monstrous worm that has these monstrous tentacles that is coming out of the ground and these like just these giant flailing arms coming off of this creature that is right in your face Cosmo Uh, and it is going to roll for an attack so that is just going to be a 18 plus 3 so 21 that'll do it that's going to be 22 uh, damage uh, as these tentacles wrap around you Uh, Cosmo yeah, so this thing is wrapping its arms around Cosmo. Uh, Rangrim and Glenn. what do you do? Uh, Rangrim's kind of standing there for a moment like, shit.
3: Uh, do I see the spectral form? Uh, yes, you see it over in the corner. Standing. Okay. Um, from my hidden position. Actually, I think I probably have to rotate. Yeah, um, Glenn's going to sneak over real quick. Not actually sneak, but just move over and take a shot at the spectral form seeing him yeah yeah go for it. some kind of shenanigans yeah rule to attack I'm guessing i don't have advantage on that except it's not really hidden uh that's a 16 to hit
0: uh yes it does hit Neat. Neat. uh that it's is all hard to hit 12 damage uh, 12 damage, you shoot this arrow and it, it kind of like tears through this spectral form of blowing like a pretty like grapefruit sized hole um, in the side of them and they kind of just like look over at you and with, they can't really smile as a mind player but they kind of like, you see their tentacles kind of move a little bit, probably in a pretty unsettling way. Um, and I'm in a section nine. Uh, Rangroom, what are you doing?
2: Um, Rangroom is going to go right to the middle of the room get right into this uh, tentacle thing's face but look at the, spectra, the spectral form I'm seeing your mouth moving with your flaps and your things and I'm going to kind of silence in the 20 foot sphere that he's standing <laughs>
0: in amazing yes um, does he have to do a save or is it just silent
2: Um, It technically doesn't target him. It targets a space. So as long as he stands there, he cannot speak. So any spell that he would cast requires verbal
0: components, he would have to leave there. Okay, awesome. Um, Awesome. Yeah, so... This is when things pop off. Um, this, this, this... You weren't already? <laughs> uh, yeah, this Mind yeah, Worm no. <laughs> is, is wrapping around Cosmo, and Rangrim, you're running up and casting Silence, and Glenn, you're shooting through the Spectral Form, just trying to basically do whatever you can to stop this from happening. Udak is, like, is, is getting ready to, like, kind of taken by surprise by this creature, and is now attacking, uh, getting ready to attack, and hopefully, free Cosmo. And then you hear this, like, kind of slight rustling of armor and this like slight creaking and clanking as Alton pulls himself up from the ground and in a solid fluid motion grabs this worm by the front of its its body and just starts moving and pushing it towards the spectral form and he looks at all of you and says Torog forgive me run and he is telling you all to run
3: well uh boys i think you heard him
0: and glenn starts backing towards the the entrance um i'm gonna roll a dice actually to see whether or not udak's gonna go udak is going to go not really trusting alton but also not trusting the safety of this uh of this place and with seeing Glenn leaving, uh, he has decided that he is also going to uh, kind of slowly follow suit. Come on, are you guys? I I don't know if this is going to be the best place to
1: be here in a minute. Um. So watch. So seeing this Alton, well, what's left of his abomination, pushing now on the uh, worm that still has me.
0: Yeah, so it's not grappled you technically, and so he's kind of just walking into it from the side with his destroyed arms, like hands, just kind of like bulldozing this thing towards the spectral figure, who is like silently trying to cast these spells right now to try to like, you can see it; its hand is out, and like the symbol on its hand is shining, and no sound is coming out, and no spells are being cast while Alton is pushing this thing towards them. But it clearly um, looks
1: like it's trying to stop what he's doing.
0: Yes, it's moving. It's it's pushing this this thing away from you, this, uh, this Mind Flayer worm, and it is pushing it towards the spectral figure.
3: Sorry, quick retcon. I would have probably swiped those papers as I was backing away slowly, like just a handful of them.
1: Cool. Sounds good. Um, sure. I'll roll for insight. That was the time I needed the dice. Insight. It is a dirty 20. Hey. Yes.
0: So... You having coming come from a race of beings that are extremely honorable, and also growing up in a household that was your father was a paladin who was very devout and very injustice was his whole thing. Like he followed a code. There's one thing that can be said even about the evil races and people that are evil, is that there is still lawfulness and honor within those those creeds, uh depending on what they actually believe in. Right. And you would believe Alton to be a very just and lawful figure and when he's saying this to you there is no deception in his voice there is nothing left of Alton Alton is barely even there but there is they have an idea of what they want to do with the last of their strength and uh, they are hellbent on doing that you don't know what that is but you're, you can either take the, the chance to uh, believe them and to do what they say or not
1: um all right the
0: enemy of my enemy
1: cosmo what did you say the enemy of
3: my enemy let's go all
1: right and uh and i so cosmo just like backing up away from the uh worm thing and just says well i guess you're about to uh be out of existence and he just
0: turns and runs out of the room as you say that it just kind of like looks at you and just goes <laughs> um, as it, with its tentacles it's like kind of wrapping them around Alton at this point and trying to like get him off of them because like the he's basically pushing from the side and it doesn't have much uh, ability to push him back and so Alton is just pushing towards a spectral figure Rangrim are you also fleeing from the room or are you staying? Uh,
1: uh, Cosmo is going to grab <laughs> Rangrim in his enlarged form as because he's standing right next to me he's just gonna like Rabbit.
2: I imagine he kind of picks me up. Like you ever see like a really fed up dad at a playground, like pick up a toddler, just like by like the back of their like pants.
0: Yeah. That's just yelling exactly. at him the whole time. So this is the moment Glenn and uh, you and Udak are, are running down this passageway, getting further away. I assume you're bringing Poe with you is to not let them have the worst death possible. Uh, uh, as-
3: actually on the contrary, I want Poe to stay until they die. So they can tell me what happened.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, Sorry, so but- this, so, Alton is pushing this uh, worm forward, and you see the spectral form just kind of pointing. Uh, like pointing at some of these bats and is trying to cast spells on them and is not able to because of the silent spell. And Alton is just pushing this thing forward and consistently just like trudging forward as you all are fleeing from the room. And you see at this last ditch effort, Alton is pushing this worm through these tables and knocking bats to the floor. And there's these like, they look like tiny versions of the mind player worm that are kind of splashing to the floor and wriggling and falling around on the ground. And then as you are getting out of the doorway, you all are blasted by a extremely powerful version of that psionic wail. As you hear just the loudest of any of the rumbling wails of agony, as Alton the Tormented gives his last wail and blasts this chamber apart, the ceiling itself begins to come down and crack, and you see actual lava and magma start falling in through the ceiling falling onto the spectral form of the mind flayer and alton and just like you see his form get covered and then just begin to like fall apart and melt as this uh this magma is coming down from the ceiling and now you all are running as this flood of lava is following you out up through this small chamber in, in like this kind of actually relatively thick uh and quickly moving uh flood and I assume as you all are getting to the edge of this ledge that you all climbed up onto very precariously earlier, what are you all doing?
1: Uh, as as I'm, like, coming... So I'm just, like, huge, like, moving up the hallway, and I imagine <laughs> I'm just... Barely like, fitting, like... Barely ugh. just, like, with my armor, just, like, scraping and making <laughs> a Cosmo shape through the hallway. Yeah. I'm just, like, scooping up Glynn and Udek as I run by them. <laughs> yeah, I love that.
0: My hero... <laughs>
1: And I just, like, scoop them up, and as I, come up on this ledge, I just jump out into the water.
0: The lava bursts out of the hole behind you as, like, it fills this chamber completely and just, like, falls down in the water just around you as you are landing into the water, kind of sprawling. and then everyone's just moving away as this, like, lava pours down in the water, immediately just turning into stone. And it kind of, like, fills the chamber and is, like, pouring down, and uh, I assume you all are trying to make your way back out to the uh the hallway yeah as
3: he's carrying me Glenn just like hitting him on the back like hurry up run faster
2: (laughs) Uh, it's it's like how he's got that horse steve yeah does Um, that mean
3: you're you're steve giant too well we can find out giant magic horse go
0: Uh, you all get back to the bank, um, and this place seems very unstable at this point. The, uh, the, the like the ceiling, you can see those like red hot cracks are starting to form in the actual ceiling. and The rest of this mine, and then you hear like through the rumbling, you hear this like other slightly uh, less loud, less like deep moving of shifting of stone, and you see the small goblin head and big. O- uh, ogre head poked through as they pushed one big boulder out from the uh, stone pile that had blocked the exit from the mine and goes, hey, yeah, uh, I-, I think we should probably get out of here.
1: Well, yeah, it's about time you showed up, but uh, better late than never. I'm sorry. I was going as fast as I can. Like, likely faster than you talk, but let's go. And Cosmo
3: is <laughs> just, like, carrying the whole group. <laughs> as it's happening, Glenn's like, that was an excellent console.
0: You're able to push your way through this kind of like boulder pile and and make your way through. It. And like if uh, Dozer who. Uh, luckily his specialty along the straps was clearing and moving of, uh, rocks and other materials, and luckily you all called them. Um, uh, but they were able to clear a big enough oversized path that you all are able to make your way out of this relatively safely. Um, and get to the entrance, you pass by, uh, some of the miners, um, and you pass by some other figures, uh, that are, have been not as lucky as you all. Uh, there are some other gnolls that are also, uh, that seem to have either been knocked out or are dead, um. But you're all able to make your way to the front door. Are you all just going out of it? They are wide open to the uh, now daylight beaming in from outside.
3: Uh, I would stop at the entrance uh, before like the actual gate leaves. Like, all right, Cosmo, slow down. We're, we're good. We're not running from
1: love anymore. Uh, as we reach the doorway and kind of feeling like we've hit that safety place, um, I imagine I probably like set everyone down and everyone gets off. As I'm like shrinking. Dismounts Cosmo? Dismounts me. Yeah. And. um, Ringroom
2: gets off as he dismounts Cosmo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like everybody is getting off as I just like shrink down. The normal back size. That's. And what do. As we reach the front door. Like what do we. What do we see?
0: Uh, you just see daylight streaming in from outside, um, and that's and actually outside uh, Rangrim, you see your two faithful donkeys alongside your uh, your cart. Are you all are you all staying inside? Are you heading out? Is there anything you wanted to do before exiting the mine? Well,
3: I'm ready to go back to the little camp, the Udat camp.
0: You all are. Walking outside of the Ebon Depths, a place that you have been probably spent much more time in than you probably would have liked. Walking out of these giant steel doors, this black opaline steel that you now know much more about. With this, these, the temple opening that are showing these symbols to Torog, and you're loading back up on the cart and just like collecting yourselves and just, just taking a breath for the first time in a couple days and. Looking back at the front entrance, you just, I think all of you see this. You just see three forms. Three forms that are just spectral and looking at you just inside the the entrance to the Evan Depths. And they're just there for a second. And then they all kind of just like slowly dissolve and just kind of blow away as if they are made of fine mist.
2: Did we just force ghost the brothers?
0: you force ghost the brothers um, Heck yeah, Rangrim you hear a voice in your head that just says your daughter and the all mind awaits you and that is where we're going to end the episode tonight
3: Boo! the
0: all mind
1: hey, like better than the red hand
3: that's like 23 the episodes in the which it all ended with Rangrim being the big bad